0: Welcome to Guardian, a podcast to help you stay alert during these times. I'm your host, T.A. Bryant, and today we're in Revelations chapter 4. Now we've already been through Revelations 1, which is where Jesus is revealed to John the Revelator to tell John what needs to be sent to the servants of God. And then we go on to two and three, where Jesus addresses the church to prepare him for his coming and what needs to be done to rectify any type of wickedness, any wrong, anything that does not align with them being a spotless church or us being a spotless church. So he rectifies that and tells them about their works or tells us about our works so that we can be ready spotless when he returns. Now we're in Revelations chapter 4 and Revelations chapter 4 uh, does have symbolism but when we Begin in chapter four. It opens up by saying, "After these things, okay." So, if you can remember, in Revelations one, verse nineteen, it reads, "Write the things." write the things which you have seen the things which are and the things which will be after these things okay so they they're calling that a meta autos okay and it is a Greek word uh, for that sums up after these things okay so when we get to chapter 4 John begins by saying after these things and our question may be after what things? So it seems to me that it will be quite apparent and obvious, but sometimes we don't allow the scriptures to flow the way they should. So it would be after the things that he was just talking about. What was he just talking about? He was just talking about the things of the church. So after the things of the church, we're now moving on to looking into the throne room of God. So after these things, the things of the church, He says, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show you things which must be after these things. So Christ addresses the church. And he tells them what it is he needs for them to rectify. After those things, we are now in a moment where John is led up. And where is up? Okay, so he's going up into the throne room of heaven. And he's now about to see what will happen after the things of the church okay so i believe that when the church has completed its purpose on the earth and has finished its witness or as paul describes when the fullness of the gentiles is come in that the lord is then going to catch away his church into heaven (laughs) so this is where we are now we're seeing what we will see when we are called up to meet Christ in the air. Oh, my God. Hmm. I'm sorry. I have to pause here. To meet Christ in the air. So Paul said, behold, I show you a mystery. Uh, we are not going to all sleep. But well, we are all going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. The trumpet of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible. Okay. And then for the Lord himself. So the dead in Christ will rise. And then those who are alive will also go up after the dead to meet him in the air. So Paul said, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Okay, so I believe that when we get to after these things, when we get to the point where in chapter four, when John the Revelator says, after these things, the church is to be raptured. Okay, and the point of the rapture in the book of Revelation is in chapter four, verse one. I believe that John was taken by the Spirit unto the day of the Lord and experienced through the Spirit the rapture of the church. When the church had completed his messages of the church, then the call of John was come up hither, and I will show you things which must be after these things. After these things of the church. So, as we enter then into the fourth chapter, we enter into the post church era upon the earth. Okay. We will be coming back to the earth in chapter six. That is the, what's called the millennium or the second coming. Okay. So the rapture is where we meet, uh, Christ in the air. Okay. We go with him. But after the tribulation, uh, and then there's the, there's the rapture, there's the tribulation, which is seven years, and then there's the millennium, which is Christ coming, second coming. During the second coming, uh, Christ will, uh, will be on the earth. Now, during the rapture, he won't, he will not touch the earth. But during the second coming, he will touch the earth. And we as the church will be coming back with him. Okay? During the rapture, we go up with him. Okay? During the millennium or the second coming, we come back down with him. Okay? So, let's continue. So, we will be going back to the earth in chapter 6 of Revelation. But it is the post-church era. So, the church will not be here. Okay? So, when God now judges the world... Which is the great white throne, okay? Uh, he will judge the world during that time for its ugliness and unrighteousness, and for its rejection of his his son. But the church, with John here in chapter four, has been caught up into heaven, hmm. and immediately I was in the spirit. Listen. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. So this is Revelations 4, 2 through 3. So the basic color that emanates from the throne is a green Along with the sardine red, along with the jasper, which is a clear, uh, crystalline type of a stone with a purple hue. Okay? Now, Paul told us in Timothy that God dwells, listen, God dwells in a light that is unapproachable by man. And here in heaven, even in our glorified bodies, we only see the radiance of the glory of God as it emanates from his throne like a brilliant light. The predominant color being green, the rainbow about the throne like an emerald, green in color with the sardine red color and the jasper stone in brilliance in coloring and light. Okay. So bear with me because, uh these moments are uh, very anointed, very glorious, um, very breathtaking for me. So just bear with me if I get uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> stuttering in my words because I'm trying to catch my my breath of the, 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 the glory and the anointing that's flowing as I'm teaching this. OK, so. So we're talking about. You know, the colors, which I just described. And then around about the throne, there were 24 lesser thrones, okay, which are seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. So listen to me. If you have not done so already, please get my new book, I Shall Wear a Crown on Amazon or Books A Million. You can get it in uh, uh, Kindle form or print form. But I'm telling you, you need to know what you will receive as you run this race for Christ. Okay? So this is after we're. Uh, caught up, raptured up. This is what will happen. So when he's talking about crowns, you need to know what those crowns are because those who are running the race and continuing on what Jesus started will also receive crowns. Okay? So he he talks about the 24 elders clothed in white raiment and that they are representatives of the church. Okay? These 24 elders... Uh, are the representatives of of the church. Okay? So the fact that they are in white robes is the church is to be clothed in white robes the righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Jesus said to the church of Laodicea. Now you remember last week we were talking about Laodicea, which is where we are, the apostasy, okay? And he told them to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and have sat down with my father in his throne. Remember, that was in Revelations 3 and 21. So the 24 lesser thrones. Now we see the heavenly scene sitting in white robes upon their thrones. And out of the throne, that is the throne of God, there proceeded lighting, lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, again, it is important that we place in our mind the tabernacle that Moses built in the wilderness, because we are told in the book of Hebrew that the tabernacle was actually a model of Of heavenly things. If you want to know basically. What heaven is going to look like. You can go back to the tabernacle. And you can get an idea. Of what the throne of God. Is like in heaven. And there in the tabernacle. We remember when the priest. Came into the holy place. On the left hand side. There were seven candlesticks. Coming out of. The one base. In these seven golden candlesticks, we now know from the book of revelations are representative of the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Holy Spirit there before the throne of God. So the sevenfold work of the complete work of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we remember that in the holies of holies, there was the art of the covenant that Moses made covered with the gold lid, which was the mercy seat, upon which there was carved these golden cherubim with their wings touching the corners of the holies of holies of the tabernacle. And so as we go on in the reading of the description here of heaven, we next come to these cherubims. So these angelic beings created by God, who seem to be the highest order of angelic Beings, and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. So this is Revelation four six through seven, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. And the first living creature was like a lion, and the second was like a calf, and the third had a face as a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, there are are those who see this phrase uh, as of Christ as represented in the Gospels. So the first, Matthew, presents Jesus as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So the lion, of course, is known as the king of the beast. Okay, so the second, like a calf, as Mark, remember Mark? presents Jesus as the suffering servant. Okay? So the ox is considered the top of the domestic animal. The third, like a man, as Luke represents Jesus as the son of man and man, the crowning order of God's creation. And the fourth was like an eagle as John presents Jesus as the son of the living God and the eagle being the greatest of the flying fowl. So these cherubims were first mentioned in the book of Genesis. Remember when God drove Adam out of the garden after his sin, but the cherubim, put the, he put the cherubim at the gate of the garden uh, so that nobody could return to the garden and eat of the tree of life and live forever in the sinful state. So the cherubims are again mentioned in the book of Ezekiel in chapter one and in chapter 10. So Ezekiel had a vision of the throne of God, which parallels the vision of John here in the book of Revelation. As Ezekiel saw the cherubim, each had the four faces. So on each side of a face and the faces of the ox, each side of the face, Were the face of the ox, the lion and the man and the eagle in the vision that Ezekiel had. And for background, you should probably read Ezekiel 1 and 10 to find parallel passages to John's vision here of the throne of God in heaven. And it is Ezekiel that names these creatures as the cherubim. Okay, so now from the book of Ezekiel. Also, we know in the 28th chapter that 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 was the position that was once occupied by Satan, that the Lord speaks of him, declaring that he was one of the anointed cherubs. So he had a place that was very close to God for the cherubim are, are about the throne of God in the worship of God. And Ezekiel tells us that at one time, Satan was one of these anointed cherubs. So, again, in a parallel passage in Isaiah 6, Isaiah also saw the throne of God. And when he got the vision of the throne of God, he said, Woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. Remember Isaiah six and five and he saw a seraphim which is probably in the order of the cherubim because remember angels have ranks or orders just like demons have ranks and orders so do angels angels have ranks and order in you know uh just like the army they have ranks and order so the cherubim is only the plural of the cherub okay so You have heard of cherubs, so the plural of cherub is cherubim, as the plural of seraph is the seraphim. The I am is plural in the Hebrew. Okay, so just to give you a a little background. So he saw the seraphim who came to the altar of God with a live coal and touched his lips and said, Now are you clean? Okay, so that was in Isaiah. Isaiah. But we find here in John's vision of them that each of them had six wings and they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Revelations four and eight. And so they are there around the throne of God. Declaring the holiness of the eternal God. So when these living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne. Who liveth forever and ever. The eternal God. Four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him. That liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelations 4 9 through 11. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And so here we see the first scene in heaven. And this will probably be one of the first scenes that you will observe in heaven as John did. The throne of God and the cherubim about the throne of God and the worship of God as he sits upon the throne. And then the response to the declaration of the holiness of God made by the cherubim are the 24 elders responding, saying, thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Why? First of all, because you have created all things. Not that you have allowed all things to evolve. You created all things. And not only that. But it is for your pleasure. They are and were created. Ooh. Here is a statement of fact. That it is important for us to accept. I was created for God's pleasure. That means I was not. Created for my own pleasure. I was created. For his pleasure. To worship him. To praise him. To adore him. To live my life. To do. All. That he needs done. On earth. For his glory. Amen. That means I should not seek to please myself because then I am not answering the purpose of my existence. I should seek to please God. Listen, you want to know your purpose. You want to, you, 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 you're depressed because you don't, you haven't found your purpose. You don't know what you should be doing. You don't know because you see everybody else doing what, 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 what seems to be great and wonderful things. The greatest thing you can do, the greatest purpose that you have is to worship, adore, and please our holy God. That's a great purpose. That purpose is greater than anything you could ever be doing. Is to, to praise him and please him and everything in your life. Okay. You remember in Joshua 1 he told joshua meditate on my word day and night then only then will you find success you will make your way successful through my word through meditating on it day and night okay meditation meaning that i'm speaking it over and over again i'm giving him glory i'm honoring him i'm 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 purposeful of about not offending him and loving him and doing what he commands when I do that, God comes to me and he speaks to me what he desires for me to do next so that I can be found doing what he has called me to do and through that, I find myself in his purpose so uh, I should not seek to please myself. A lot of times when we seeking purpose, we seeking, we seeking to please ourselves. We want to gratify ourselves because we feel like we're not doing anything. Okay. But the best call you can answer is seeking to please God, seeking to worship Him. When you do that, you're answering the purpose of your existence. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is when I live to please God, like I already said, I find great pleasure myself. There is happiness. There is satisfaction. There is fulfillment when I live to please God. Matthew 10 and 39. If any man seeks to save his life, See everybody trying to save their life. Everybody trying to find purpose with their life. But your life ain't your own. Your life belongs to God. He created you, so you should be seeking to live for Him. So if any man seeks to save his life, he is going to lose it. But he, if he loses his life for well, my sake, Jesus said, you will find it. Woo! And to really find. What living is all about, you have got to just live for his purpose. Thus, you are answering the purpose of your existence. And thus, your life is fulfilling and rich. So we just enter the throne room of heaven. ah, ah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Praise be to you, O oh God, Holy, righteous, oh, who created all things. I was created for you. I was created to give you glory. I was created for your pleasure, O oh Lord. Use me. For your will. For your purpose. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. So if any man seeks to save his life. He's going to lose it. But if he loses his life for my sake. You will find it. And where will you find it? You will find it in the throne room of heaven. Revelations chapter 4. All that we are doing as it relates to worship and praise on earth right now is going to come a time we're going to do it all the time. Our life is not our own. Mm. Jesus told the woman at the well, Now is the time because the hour has come where the true worshipers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And these are the ones that God is looking for and he's seeking after. So lose your life and worship God. Worship him in the spirit, worship him in the truth. So that you can find him. And he will give you your purpose and call you to great and higher things. That is chapter four, the throne room of heaven. I'm your host, T.A. Bryant. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. To the glory of God, to our matchless, Savior, Holy, Righteous, Honorable, Respected God, Amen.